freedom is never more than one generation away from extinction. We didn't pass it on to our children in the bloodstream. The only way they can inherit the freedom we have known is if we fight for it, protect it, defend it, and then hand it to them with the well-taught lessons of how they in their lifetime must do the same. And if you and I don't do this, then you and I may well spend our sunset years telling our children and our children's children what it once was like in America when men were free. Hey, everybody, welcome to episode number 276 of Gun Freedom Radio, where we engage, we educate, and we inform. We are brought to you by azfirearms.com, your nationwide hometown gun shop. I am one of your hosts, Cheryl Todd. And I'm the other guy, Dan Todd. Our theme today is Celebrate and Protect the Second Amendment Rally. Our guest today is Mike Sullivan. Mike is the Vice President of Writers United for a Sovereign America, Writers USA. Mike has been involved in grassroots activism for more than a decade. He is a firm believer in the Constitution, the Bill of Rights, the rule of law, and government by the people. He has been a strong pro-gun rights activist and supporter of the rights to keep and bear arms. Mike has been a supporter of, of many charitable causes in the biker community, and although not a veteran, he is also a very active, uh, he's very active in many veteran-related causes. Welcome to the show. Welcome back to the show, Mike. Thank you, guys, and uh, good morning, and thank you for having me on today. Absolutely, and we are both in Arizona uh, and we're actually, there's this weird wet stuff falling from the sky that we never get to see. So it's haven't, haven't seen it in a while. Not like this. A nice rainy day. Uh, so I had to have the, the windows open so I, I could actually it, witness it. I think it's the United States crying over the current situation <laughs> that we're in because we never get this. I don't think this is rain. I think it's crying. He, he might have a point. I don't, I don't know. Uh, and we, we definitely don't want it to rain on the day of the rally. Uh, and we're going to take a deep dive into the rally, but just give folks a quick, a quick overview. What, what is the rally? What's the purpose of it? You have been involved in it that predates even when we were involved in it. So where did it come from? So um, this kind of started back in, if you remember in uh, 2013, the beginning of 2013, right after uh, the tragedy at Sandy Hook happened the previous December, and there was a lot of talk of, of gun control in, in Congress. And so that was kind of a, um, the, the very first rally was, it was really just people going down to the state capitol in, in downtown Phoenix and gathering. There was really nothing set. We didn't have it permitted. It was just kind of a everybody show up and let our voices be heard and know that we're out here. And so out of that, um, Riders USA the next year then decided we're going to organize this thing so that it's actually a an event and it has a timeline and we have a permit and all those things to make a successful you know rally event. And we kind of you know. We call it a Second Amendment rally per se, 
And then a couple of years later, I guess about when, about the time you guys joined, we decided it's really more like a celebration because it's it's a rally, yes, to support our right to keep and bear arms, but it's a celebration of that right that we've had for well over 200 years in this country. So we want to make sure that we continue to celebrate that right. And that's kind of the rally has morphed into the celebration and, and rally. Absolutely. And you guys had picked such a great weekend uh, for it to, to have each year, even before we came along, because it's traditionally, we at least try to be held over the weekend of Arizona's birthday. So that's something else to celebrate, right? And, and that was that was kind of that was kind of luck. We didn't plan it that way. We just said we'll just do it the third Saturday of every February. And that's how it worked out. Well that's fabulous. It's an and awesome event. I, I remember last year they said the news said what the dozens of people came and there was over what three thousand that were recorded by the eight uh, Department of uh, Public Service. Absolutely. But, <clears throat> we had people from all over too uh I was really surprised that a, a couple from Globe came and talked to me quite a bit. Uh, it was amazing that there's people all over the United States and Arizona that want to protect our rights. Absolutely. And what's the date of it this year? It, so it's Saturday, February 20th, and the rally is the official rally time is 10 to 2. Um, if you want to come out earlier and see some of the vendors, uh, stay later afterwards. I'm sure the vendors will be set up for a while you know, afterwards. And I'll check with Tim, but I think we're probably approaching somewhere around 50 vendors this year. So there'll be wow. all kinds of stuff to see, all kinds of stuff to do, uh, all kinds of stuff to buy. Um, it's going to be a great event. Really is very family friendly and <laughs> just, uh, you know, uh, almost like a festival feel and, and lots of food. I'm, I'm enjoying looking at all the food vendors that keep, you know, like, I want to join too. Yeah. I want to join too. Yeah, I know, I know we added at least one, maybe two food food trucks this year. So there'll be four, four or five of them out there this year. And then we did, um, we do have uh, the Great State Alliance participating with us this year. And they're sponsoring the kids park. Um, so there'll be all kinds of things for the kids to do. Games and coloring books and all kinds of stuff for them to, to get. So it is a family friendly event. So don't, don't feel like you can't bring the kids because there'll be plenty for the young ones to do. So Mike, uh, how would a person, if they wanted to ride their bike, their motorcycle, how would they get, how, how do they find out where it starts and where it you know, ends? So we just got the flyer for the, the bike parade. So traditionally what we've done in the past is we line the bikes up and then we kind of do a lap around the Capitol and then we pull in and that kind of kicks off the rally. So this year we're going to be back again um, at Encanto Park. The flyer should be put out across our media, you know, websites and social media uh, today because I just got it yesterday. So we'll, we'll meet over there probably 830 um, on that Saturday morning and it'll be kickstands up around nine so that we're, you know, we're at the rally parked and standing out when the, when the, uh, opening ceremony starts for the rally. Last so if year, you're, if you're to go, yeah, it would be staging is at Encanto Park Sports <clears throat> Complex. I don't have the address in front of me, but if you, it'll be on the flyer across all of our, our websites and social media. Okay, well, last year I videotaped my daughter, baby in front of all the motorcycles coming in 
And that's such a powerful statement. I mean, it's so loud and fun and everybody's waving the American flag and it's just really cool. My, my grandbaby, she loved it. Yeah, absolutely. All I right. something to see and we had, we had over 150 motorcycles out there last year. So it was a good turnout. Absolutely. It's so exciting. All right. I want to step away from the rally for just a minute. We're going to come back to it and, and take a little deeper dive into it. But so much about the rally is tied to activism or advocacy, right? Uh, we're going to have speakers galore. We're going to have all kinds of, of great things. Uh, it's an educational opportunity. It's a networking opportunity. Uh, just, yeah, there's people, I've made friends with people there last year and they were the year before that have truly become part of my, my social, uh, network, you know, they've, they've truly become friends. Um, but there's, there's part of it that is about, you know, spreading the word of something we value. And so, um, when you talk about activism or advocacy, I make a distinction, but not everybody does. What do you say about them? What are they? And how do we express that? So I, I would I would look at advocacy as someone who supports something. Yes. So if you're a Second Amendment advocate, that means you, you support it, um, but you're not necessarily doing anything about it. You may post some things on your social a, uh, be in one of the national, you might be a member of one of the national gun groups like the NRA or Guns of, Gun Owners of America. Uh, you might be a member of a state, uh, you know, gun group like the Arizona Citizens Defense League, but you're not really doing anything actionable personally. So you're supporting, and that's great. We need lots and lots of supporters. But we also need to have lots and lots of people that are willing to get in the trenches and actually be out there doing things. And that's what I would consider to be activism versus advocacy. Very, very cool. I have kind of segmented them in my mind that the advocacy is like, you know, we're, we're talking about the, the things we love about it and act and advocacy is love and activism is almost like, well, these are the things we're pushing back against. But I really like how you're talking about it in for, in terms of action, right? Or inaction. And so I love that. That's, that's really going to give me something to chew about, chew on in my mind. Um, and so why do all, I think all Americans, why uh, do all Americans need to be involved and what would you suggest to people that they could do to become involved? So, um, you know, I think all Americans need to be involved because this, this is, um, you know, the right to keep and bear arms is, it's enshrined in our founding documents as a basic fundamental natural right that we have. So it's not a right of gun owners, or certain group, it, it, it's a right for all Americans. Whether you wanna own a gun or not, is it's really irrelevant because just as in other things like voting, that's a, that's a, that's a right that you have to um, you know, pick your candidate and support your position on certain things. Not everybody votes, but you, I would guess most people are gonna support that 
you do have the right to vote. And the Second Amendment to me is no different. It's not a partisan issue. It's not a left or right or black or white or, you know, Republican or Democrat. It's an, it's an American issue. And we all have this fundamental right. Some people want to exercise that right. Some people don't. That's why we live in a free country. But you have to care about it because if you lose your fundamental rights, it's not just going to be the one maybe you disagree with that you lose. You can lose any other of your rights if you're not if you're not supporting them as an American citizen. Absolutely. Beautifully said. So in what ways do you see, Mike, the anti-gun, like, and some people say, well, they're not, we shouldn't call them anti-gun, we should call them anti-rights, but but we know the, the group of people or the individuals that we're talking about. How do you see the anti-gun rights group trying to rebrand their narrative of what gun control is? Well, I mean, that that's, there's so much in that, in that topic, but, you know, basically if you've been involved in this over, you know, the last few years, um, you've seen them really come out of the woodwork and they have, you know, strong backing by folks like, you know, Mike Bloomberg, um, you know, there's big money behind them you know, and they don't talk about gun control, you know, as much as that it's in that particular term. Now what you hear are things like um, common sense, common sense gun laws. Well, any law should be common sense, right? So you don't have to go out and make common sense gun laws. Mm -hmm. And they're just, what that is, it's gun control with with the pretty wrapper. So it's basically infringing on our rights and calling it something to make it look like something that it's not. It's gun control, plain and simple, and it's taking away our rights. You know, then they frame the the whole debate now, it's gun violence. What is gun violence? So are the guns violent? No, they're not. They're just inanimate pieces of metal and plastic that, you know, it's a tool. The person that uses the gun to do something bad is violent. So, you know, we don't talk about other things in those terms, but gun violence is the new buzzword. We have to do something about gun violence. I'm like, well, what is gun violence? You're, you're making that up. You know, and the other thing they'll, they'll come out and say, you know, look at, look at Australia, look at, you know, the uh, England or look at some of the European countries that they don't have this gun violence problem in their in their country and because they've gotten rid of guns for the most part. And I said that it, it's, it's really like saying, um, you know, orange, orange is black or, you know, it, it's, it's so opposite because those countries don't have, they're not free Americans like we are. So they don't have the history. They don't have, you know, the founding documents that we have. They have a totally different um, mindset in those countries. And here, that's just, it's just never going to work. And we've mm-hmm. seen it over there where it still doesn't work. There's still violence over in those countries. Maybe they don't use guns as much, but they certainly have plenty of, of violence. You can't, you can't wish that away. Right. And, I, and I'd be interested to see, like, so let's say that Australia has uh, uh, less gun violence as far as the big numbers go, but how about all the small attacks and the people that weren't able to defend themselves that were killed by knives or cars or whatever? 
I, I don't think the numbers would be any different. In fact, they'd probably no, be higher. I, I don't think so either. And, you know, you have to look at how you're comparing a country of 350 million people to a country with, you know, whatever Australia has, 4 million or, you know, look at some place like Ireland, there's, you know, 2.5 million or 3 million in there. It's, it's really not comparable. It's, it's apples and oranges when you try to do those types of comparisons. Right. And, and besides that, you cannot compare us because we have a constitution. And if you don't like it, that we have a constitution, then go to those countries that don't have a constitution. We worked hard for this. People lost their lives for this constitution. It is a right that we have. And if you don't like it, well, maybe go to Venezuela or something, right? Good luck there. Yeah, yeah no <laughs> doubt. Well, and so as I was listening to you say that, I, I was like, I've seen statistics that's that, you know, you'll show these graphs sometimes and it'll say, you know, how many people were killed by, you know, hammers, how many people were killed by uh, drug overdoses or bad uh, doctoring and how many, and guns are always way near the bottom, but we don't hear no. about hammer violence, right? No, we don't. And we don't hear about knife violence or we don't hear about car violence or any other kind of violence out there except, except gun violence. And the other interesting thing is they, 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 um, kind of hoodwink you with their statistics. So if you look at and say, oh, well, there's 30,000 something deaths every year, you know, due to gun violence. Okay. Well, that, that seems like a lot, doesn't it? Oh yeah, you're right. We need to do something about that. Well, two thirds of those are suicide. That's, that's terrible. So what are we doing about suicide Thank is you. my question. I mean, Thank it's you. not the gun. If two thirds of those gun violent deaths are by suicide, then we have a, we have a mental health problem, not a gun problem. So right, and then look at the fact that how many people that are convicted of gun violence have been convicted prior with gun violence. Mm -hmm. So they're, you know, they're not fixing that. Yeah, they're not enforcing so. the laws the way. So there's a ton of, there's a, the rate of recidivism is, is off the charts. And, you know, we just want to create this, we, these people think they live in this utopian world where creating these laws is actually going to stop something. And the reality is if you look at the federal gun control, the large acts that we've had in this country, they've all been a knee-jerk reaction to certain things that were going on in that particular time to stop this or to stop that or to stop the other thing. And it never stopped anything. And then you... <laughs> Then on the flip side of that, you have a whole bunch of different things that come out of that that actually make things worse. So, um, you know, when you, when you start looking at the way the federal government makes laws, there's always unintended consequences for future generations of what you do today. And believe me, the government really never gets anything right when it comes to these, these kind of things. You look at, say, the, what was the National Firearms Act? Was that the first one in 34? <laughs> so what did that, what was that, what did that come out of? Well, that came out of the Prohibition era gangsters. Al Capone, shooting up Chicago. They carried short-barreled rifles and sawed-off shotguns under their trench coats. So that became the, let's, let's um, regulate these weapons under the National Firearms Act. So you have to pay $200 to have a tax stamp 
and you can have an automatic weapon, you can have it. Well, it didn't solve anything. You know, then you had, you know, the, the Dillingers of the world, the Bonnie and Clydes, they don't care that you have to have a tax stamp, do they? They still went around with, with automatic weapons doing everything that you're not supposed to do. So again, that was just an era, right? That was a problem then, it's not a problem now. Has, uh, automatic weapons, to my knowledge, hasn't been used in any kind of significant crime since the 1930s. And they're not, they weren't illegal. You can still own an automatic weapon. Um, you know, that was changed again, I believe in 86, but they were never really an issue that you had to change something. So now today we're restricted on these things because someone wore this sawed off shotgun under their trench coat. How does that make any sense today? But they never repeal any laws. Once you get a law, it's in. You're never going to get rid of it. Right, exactly. You were furiously writing something down over there, Dan, well, did you? <laughs> you know, I was going to save it for the end, but I'll tell you, you know, uh, you talk about suicide and it really sparked something for me. But, you know, the people that are trying to help prevent suicides are civilians that are, you know, organizations, groups that are really fighting hard to help stop uh, suicide. What is the government doing? just want to make more laws. Mm -hmm. It's exactly. not going to solve that's, the problem. That's exactly what these gun control groups are doing. They want to make more laws to, to stop something that isn't going to stop by making more laws. You need to get these people, you know, if you're truly concerned about suicide, then you need to really be out there working to try to get mental health fixed and get some people the, mm -hmm. the help they need rather than trying to put a Band-Aid on something and use it. I mean, let's face it, they're just gonna use those numbers mm -hmm. to uh, garner support for their gun control. That's why they do it, because right. they make it they make it emotional. Mm -hmm. And, you know, public policy should never be made on emotion. emotion it needs right. to be, public policy needs to be made on, on fact and not, how you feel about something at a particular time because it just is never going to work out the way you think it's going to work out and you, the government one other thing you know they make these laws they know they don't work you can go back to 34 and see that it didn't stop the gangsters they used other tactics and finally stopped them but or kind of they didn't really stop them but anyway so they make more laws so that they can even make more laws and then they can further restrict us more. It's not like they could make a magic law that would just say, okay, this is going to fix everything. They know it's not going to fix anything. It's just more check marks they can put on, well, these people broke the law because this law was written. Mm -hmm. And these, and, and they, if they would just, you know, there probably could be maybe 10 laws that would be enough for a firearm industry and enforce those laws and it would stop. Well, or we could just go all the way back right. to our founding document and it says, let's see, shall, shall not be not infringed. Be like just Pretty much says it all, doesn't it? It right. does. It's like, right. because if, there are always going to be unintended consequences with writing laws and laws really only restrict people that are going to follow the law. Right. So just like you're saying, it, it just kind of implodes and on itself. I just want to say something about 1934. Yeah. One mm -hmm. other thing. In 1934, you know, there was people that had farms and uh, they had short barrel shotguns that they used to defend their, their property, snakes, things like that. And when the government said it's a $200 tax, 
Do you know how much two hundred dollars was back in nineteen thirty-four? Ton of money. It's like probably four or five thousand dollars to today's money. I don't know the comparison, but it was yeah. No, I think that was the purpose of the yeah. The purpose of that tax stamp was was literally to out you know price everybody out of the market for those particular types of firearms. Which you're right. During the depression in nineteen thirties, two hundred dollars was a lot of money. Right, and you could buy Thompson for fifteen or twenty dollars. Yeah. So a used one. So back then. So. And now there's a very similar thing that's being proposed by the new administration, the the Biden Harris administration, that they want to tax magazines. You know, the <laughs> the feeding tube for your firearm, and you know they want that two hundred dollars on those, and again, it just creates a situation where the haves can have and the have nots i guess their lives are not worth um saving you know they're not going to be able to defend themselves in the same way unless they can cough up that 200 bucks because you know the government is going to need some money because they've been printing (laughs) money that they don't have but i don't i don't think taxing a, a magazine for a firearm is is going to do anything to keep anyone safe. No, it's not. It's just going to disenfranchise people that are already struggling. Yeah, so I, I think, I always say we need, you know, we don't need any more common sense gun laws. We need common sense politicians. Oh, for sure. There's Absolutely. only about four or five of those, isn't there? <laughs> There's not very many. And well, I, the ones I, that are- You know, you always see these statistics, even here in the state, how many bills are filed. You know, we just started our legislative session here a week or so ago, and you'll you'll be able to see there's, you know, 1,800 bills filed, you know, are going to be filed this session. I always ask, well, how many many bad bills that you've passed already are being repealed? Who's going back and looking at all the stuff you did 20, 30, 40 years ago that now you look at it and go, well, that didn't make any sense. Are we repealing it? No, we just want to create more yeah. and more bills, more and more rules. Yeah. And we well, never go back and say, did any of them really work? But Mike, is it, okay, so if I get elected, isn't it my job to make more laws? Apparently. I mean, come on. <laughs> I mean, I'm a lawmaker, right? That's and the way they behave. It's so. sick. It's sick. But you're right. You know what they should do? The first six months when you get elected, you got to go through and find the bills that don't make sense and get rid of them. Yeah. It would take more than six months. I know, but give them something, you know? All right. Well, kind of coming back full circle as we start wrapping up a little bit and and bringing it back to the idea of the rally, uh, because we do every year here in Arizona on our, the lawn of our Arizona state Capitol, we have this wonderful family friendly festival type atmosphere that we join together, Writers USA, and then our brands. Uh, Gun Freedom Radio, AZ Firearms, and and our Pot of Gold uh, auction house uh, come together and put on this event that we have called the Celebrate and Protect the Second Amendment Rally. Um, That's going to happen on Saturday, February 20th at the Arizona State Capitol from 10 a.m. to 2. But Mike, rallies have gotten a little bit of a a black eye lately um, because of, you know, so it's stuff that we don't really even understand. We don't. We still don't know exactly who did what at the U.S. Capitol on um, January sixth. Uh, but but there are people that 
are now like nervous. They're like, oh, well, we don't want to be part of that. So, you know, it's not really, we shouldn't be ralliers and we shouldn't gather together in that way because we don't want people to misinterpret what it is we're doing. And um, I, I just want you to speak to that and, and just kind of, you know, talk, walk us through, you know, you get up in the morning on rally day here in Arizona, and, th and then what do you do? What, what, what does the rally really look like that we put on here? So, um, you know, a couple of things about that. It's just another thing. It just drives me crazy with the, you know, with the media where they're, they're now talking about these armed rallies. Well, what, what is an armed rally? I mean, you have the right to keep and bear arms. So, of course, a lot of people exercise that right. So is it armed grocery shopping? Is it armed going to the movies? I mean, it's ridiculous. So, you know, to, to the point where the media has exploited what happened on January 5th or 6th in Washington, D.C., I think it was the 6th, right? 6th, um, sorry. Yeah, they exploited that to the point where everybody is thinks we're all a bunch of gun nuts and, you know, an armed rally is some really bad, really bad idea. Well, we've done this rally now. This will be, what, eight? I guess, is this the eighth annual um, that we've been organized doing it? That doesn't mean the rallies haven't been going on, but that Riders USA has organized this thing. We, we have a very good relationship with the with the Capitol Police that are are there at the Capitol during the rally. We've never had any kind of issues whatsoever. Um, everybody has a good time. As Dan pointed out, the motorcycle thing gets everybody going at the very beginning. And then we have uh, a great array of things for people to do. You can learn about things, you can buy things, your kids will have fun. There's some great speakers that Cheryl has has gotten lined up for us for, for this, again, for this year. So there's just all kinds of things to do. And it's a it's really a place for brand new people that maybe are advocates that wanna be activists. This is where you're gonna start networking and learning what you can do. Um, Arizona Citizens Defense League will be there. Number one thing you can do if you live in the state of Arizona and you wanna help, join the Arizona Citizens Defense League. They're down there right now at the, at the Capitol lobbying on our behalf as, as gun owners for better, to stop bad gun bills and to promote good gun bills. So if you're not, if you can't do anything at all other than be an advocate, join the AZCDL because they're advocating for you and they're activists on our behalf. So they'll be there. You can learn about, you can learn about them. So. It's just a great place. It's a fun day. It's like a it's like a fair. It's a really fun day for everybody. Like last year, we had so many people say, "I can't wait until next year's rally." I mean, it, it's it's fun. Absolutely, and I am. I'm going to brag on our speaker list for a second. But we've had so many people actually reaching out to us saying, "Hey, can I please be a speaker?" And that is a testament to you know, the, the way that the rally is put on and the, the attendance and, and the fact that people, you know, they don't just show up and, you know, have a good time and, and leave. They really use the, the information that they gather while they're there and they, they find new voices that they can learn from. And, um, and so I just think it's wonderful. One of the really cool 
things that is happening this year. And I grabbed my wrong sheet, but uh, we're having the national anthem sung by one of the finalists from America's Got Talent, Evie Claire. I mean, how cool is that? So that's an exciting addition. And if my computer will cooperate, I will pull that up so that I can speak. Did you guys invite Trump to speak? We actually tried to invite Donald Trump Jr., but we weren't able to make that happen just yet. But um, so we we really cast our net wide, but we start our focus as Arizona-based. Who are the Arizona people that our Arizona residents can stay connected with beyond the day of the rally? That's kind of where we we start with thinking about who to invite. But we have Mark J. Victor, who is Attorneys for Freedom Law Firm. He is our platinum sponsor. That's awesome. You already mentioned Great State Alliance. Jeremy Wood will be one of our speakers and they're securing the Junior Patriot Park. Dave Kopp of the AZCDL. Um, Kelly Townsend, one of our new senators. She's been a, a speaker before, but under a different title. Now she's a senator. Um, Alan Gottlieb with the Second Amendment Foundation, A.W.R. Hawkins of Breitbart News. Uh, we've got the Arizona State Rifle and Pistol Association being represented by Selena Bliss, Brandon Tatum of the Brandon Tatum Show, David Laird, who's one of our AZCDL Foundation board members, and he has his own training, Dynamic Combative Solutions. We're going to have the John Birch Society out of there with uh, Barbara Bluster, J.T. Harris, of the Conservative Circus on KFYI. Sue Ritter, her and her husband, Doug, own uh, Knife Rights, which is kind of like the NRA for Knife Rights, uh, which it's weird that you have to have a group out there that's protecting rights to own knives, but believe it, it's, it's, the, it's for real. Sheriff Mark Lamb, uh, Pinal County Sheriff. Uh, Sharon Estrada, who is one of our DC Project Arizona uh, uh, chapter members. Uh, who else do we have? Martha, Marsha Petrie Sue of the Women's Outdoor Association, Mark Walters, Armed America Radio, Jeff Knox of Firearms Coalition. He is co emceeing with me. And then there's a, a small spattering of people who you would know their name if I told you. They uh, speak on the national stage. And uh, I'm just going to direct you through Mike uh, to tell us how to get to the website so you can see uh, some of those cliffhanger uh, speakers that we're, we're going to have on. Yep. So we have um, all of our information is on our website. It's Second Amendment. So it's, you know, number two, ND Amendment, uh, rallyaz.com. So Second Amendment, rallyaz.com. And that's going to have the times, the place, it has a parking map. It has all of the, the speaker list uh, that Cheryl just went over, plus some. All of the vendors are going to be listed on there. So um, if you want to get on that website, you can see basically all of the information that you're going to need to plan to come on February 20th for a, for a, great, a great day of celebrating our, our right. If you're on Facebook, we're, we're Second Amendment Rally AZ on Facebook. Um, we're on Twitter and um, Instagram, and it's at 2A Rally AZ. So whatever floats your boat as far as social media goes, um, all of the information is cross-posted on all of those all of those sites. 
That is so awesome. And, you know, we've covered a lot of ground here. We've talked about, you know, the, the, the need, if there is, or the efficacy of, of laws. We've talked about how, you know, people in, in politics uh, use their platform to join together with people that, that want to use reactionary things to, you know, come and try to infringe on our rights. We, we just talked about a lot of different things. Um, meanwhile, there are eight and a half million, at least brand new first time gun owners, people that have bought guns for, a, for the very first time over the course of this last year. Most of them that we personally have dealt with in our store, AZ Firearms, it wasn't like, yeah, someday I know I'm going to buy a gun. There were a lot of them, a lot of these people that they would have never guessed that they would ever be in a place in their life that they thought they wanted to own a gun. And yet they do. So thinking about that, what if you had one thing that you could leave everyone with, including those eight and a half million uh, brand new gun owners, what would it be, Mike? Well, I'll, I'll give you two quick things because that's a kind of a loaded question. To the new gun owners out there, get trained. Mm. Yeah, get training. That's that's number one. That's that's important for all of the new gun owners, all of the existing gun owners, and anybody that believes in the Constitution of the United States. Come to the rally. Mm. Worst thing you can do is learn something, right? Yes. You know, you're going to learn something that day, and whether or not you're uh, an advocate for the Second Amendment, an activist for the Second Amendment, or you hate the Second Amendment, you're going to come down there and you're going to learn something, and you might it might just change your outlook on things because there's so many different types of people that are going to be at this event. You, it's the spectrum is unbelievable. There's people from all over, from every race, from every religion, from every thought process. It's it's America in this little group that meets every year down at the state capitol. And you're going to have a fun day, and you're gonna and you're gonna learn something. So I would just encourage everybody that can make it to to come on out and, and see what it's about for yourself. It'll be awesome. Yeah. You know, some of those eight million gun owners that did come into our store that were first time buyers couldn't realize how hard it was to buy a gun they thought oh i just walk in there i pick that one out and i walk out the door and many were delayed because of nick's problems you know during the rush all that and so they go well, why do i have to wait five days i'm i'm a good guy i'm i'm not bad well it's because of uh, your legislators and their their rules so if you want to change that you need to come to the event like at the Capitol so that you can start working on how to fix this, right? And that, that's very true, Dan, because you're mm -hmm. also hoodwinked by the media that, oh, I can just get on the internet and buy a gun and, you know, Amazon delivers it to my door tomorrow. It's ridiculous. <laughs> right. um, and they, those people found out really what the steps are that are required by law that, that have been in place for decades for you to purchase a firearm. And believe me, Arizona is an easy state. Right. Try it in California. See how you like it there. New Jersey. Oh, it's a nightmare. All right. We're wrapping up. 
Tell folks one more time, not only how do they find out more about the rally, but how do they find out more about the organization you're the vice president of, Writers USA? So um, again, the, the rally website is secondamendmentrallyaz.com. Um, Riders USA, you can find out more about at ridersusa.net. That's our website. We're also on Facebook. It's at Riders USA. Instagram and Twitter is the same at Riders USA. And what we are is we're basically a constitutional group of, I'll call us motorcycle enthusiasts. That's a better word than bikers um, that get together and we have regular meetings. And we try to do what we can as activists in our little sphere of the world to help educate and, and promote our rights. Um, you know, whether it be the Second Amendment, free speech, First Amendment, we're, that's what our group does is we, we try to educate people and we're active in, in promoting all of our, our God-given rights. That's fantastic. Mike Sullivan of Writers USA, thank you so much for taking this time and talking to us about all these things that you are passionate about. And I will see you at the rally. Very good. Thank you guys. Appreciate it. You have a great day. Thanks, Mark. You thank too. you. Bye-bye. Wow. That was an awesome interview. Yeah. And um, it's so fun to get to work with him and I the other like, writers, you, USA guys. Because yes, he's, ama he's amazing. Mm -hmm. He's really making a difference. So I I get to do a rant. Okay. Is it is it a Dan's commentary? No, no I just... We haven't I, done one of those in a long time. I know that, but I just... Okay, so what happened on the 6th, January 6th? Was it 5th or 6th? It was the 6th. Well, they were thinking about it on the 5th, and it happened <laughs> yes, on the 6th. I don't know why okay. I said the 5th. So... You know, people went there to calmly show their support for Trump mm -hmm. or whatever, whatever reasons they went. And they were a voice mm -hmm. and they were heard. We all heard all the thousands of people that were there and how they were against what the government's doing. And they didn't believe the voting was legal and all this other stuff. And we heard them, right? But then the news media spun it and said they were all bad mm -hmm. all bad everybody's bad 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 if you were at the event you were a terrorist mm -hmm. that's that's what they do if you don't go to this rally in arizona especially if you live here if you don't go then the media wins mm. right they win because they want to silence you how is the best way to silence you? Make you look like you're a terrorist. Make like you're, you're if, oh, if you like, if you wear a Trump hat, you're a terrorist, right? The media is doing this to you, everyone. And if you don't stop and say, no, I'm going to be an activist. I'm going to go to the Capitol, show my support for my rights with the Second Amendment. Mm -hmm. If you don't do that, they win. It's, yeah, uh, I, I don't disagree with you. As I'm listening to you, I was like, okay, so you're using they, I'm not sure who they is. The media. Okay, but who's the media? The See media, what I'm saying? So I want people to just be- by the government. I just okay, want they, people to be critical thinkers okay, and be think critical. it through and yeah. make sure that you know, you're not being reactionary, okay, right? But right. you're really thinking about it and saying, ultimately, I believe, what the core of what you're saying is 
don't let other people, whoever the other people are, define you. And don't let other people define your motivation, your intention, and your action. And I have to be careful. I have to, I do have to put a, a, a disclaimer in here. Mm -hmm. Go to the event peacefully. Yeah. Go to an event. You, you're and isn't bored. that crazy? No, like listen. you would think that that <laughs> goes without saying, but right. nowadays no, no, you have to say it. we can't say, you know, I'm going to run out for a carton of eggs. Oh, and I condemn the actions of the people that right. behave badly at the, you know, it's so, like let me just something give you a, should be go without saying, but thank you for right. that, saying Let me that. just give you an idea. Last year's event, there was counted by the Arizona Department of Public Service. Mm -hmm. That's our highway patrol. Okay. They said there was over 3,900, I think. Mm -hmm. It was way up At there. At least 35, between 35 and 4,000. The media said there was dozens of people there. Yes. The media, okay, and so now, so when I say they, I say the media is going to make us look bad. They want us to look bad so that we will back down and stay in our little corners. The media may not be controlled by the government, but the media is forming in a different way of government, a go different government, different. They're not telling you the truth. We know that. And they are trying to make this Shangri-La that they think they want by using the media to mold it. Because how do you get to the people? You get them through voice and the voice is the media right now, right? Okay. So I they're designing what they want their Shangri-La to be. We have to you have to fight that. I'm not, when I say fight, doesn't mean that you go there with your guns and start shooting people and fighting and throwing rocks. What I mean is that you peacefully go there and say, not me. Mm -hmm. That's it. Absolutely. So the only pushback I really have for that um, is, you know, the media, whoever that is, is going to do whatever gets them the most number of eyes, the most number of clicks, the most number of whatever, so that they can sell advertising. So that that's the base core of it. And then the rest of what you're saying about the reasons why they do it and who's really, you know, pushing the narrative and for what ultimate purpose, that's still up for people to make their own minds up about. And I just don't, I don't want to be defined in my behavior. You don't want to be no. defined in your behavior. So I just think, you know, I'm just playing the devil's advocate. And I'm just saying, you know, I don't like what I see the media do, the news. It used to be the stuff that we hear on the news now, really, when I was growing up, it would have been on the cover of um, the National Enquirer, a lot of it. Right. And it was just all like shocking news and gossipy and unsubstantiated reports and salacious things. And I don't know if the, is the National Choir still happening? Is it still know. a thing? Honestly, I should look that up. But it's- I think it's, it's called it's, New York Times now. Possibly. Um, so that's what I want you to think about really. You know, what, I don't think we want to define for people, we want to cause them to think about no, it. No, and, and, and I'm not come up. And with I'm not saying solution. go out there with your fist out and all this stuff. Here's what I'm going to do. The reason I'm going to this event, the is rally, is what we're rally. talking about now. Yes, the reason I'm going to the rally is so I can shake hands with thousands of beautiful, 
second or right second amendment right loving people mm -hmm. shake hands with them say hi to them say thank you for your support mm -hmm. i hope that there's going to be legislatures there mm -hmm. so that i can shake their hand and say thank you for taking this job on mm -hmm. now having this job you represent me would you let can i please tell you why i'm here mm -hmm. that's what i want to do mm -hmm. i i don't want to threaten anybody i don't i just i just want a peaceful rally and i want the legislature and the people in that building to see us and know that we care about our country mm -hmm. and we care about our people. And we, we, are, we are thankful that they have the job that they have and hope that they can make changes that would be good and that would follow our constitution. Absolutely. Right? Is that? No, that's absolutely okay. true. Because if all they do is wait till Monday morning and read about the rally, who knows what's going to be written right. about it? Right. And how they're going to say going... three dozen people. Or... Right. Three dozen people. And, and they might say that we behaved badly and, and our our history, our record, our character, right? Our previous events would say it's just a heck of a lot of fun. That's all right. it is. It's just fun and it's family friendly. And um, there'll be babies there. There'll be yeah. teenagers there. There'll be everybody there. Yeah. And uh, it's it's an amazing event. So please, yeah. it's so please fun. Come. I can't wait. Pre bring your voice. All right. Well, everybody, thank you so much to our awesome guest, Mike Sullivan. Thank you to our awesome listeners. It's incredible uh, that you spend the time with us. You could be doing anything, anywhere, and you spend time with us. That is priceless awesome. to us. Thank you. And for taking these conversations uh, into your own head to kind of argue with. You know, it's fun when Danny and I kind of take a little bit of a different side on things because um, it just shows that it it's no fun to be in lockstep. You know, it's it's more fun to... To have your own opinions and banter. And sure, and I have had tons and tons. We've married thirty, going to be thirty-six years in April. We've had tons and tons of discussions. Mm -hmm. We won't call them arguments about you know, and and it helps to to listen to because sometimes I'll say something and go, "What did I say that for?" And I and <laughs> I do too. have that. Once I, you've said it out right. loud, you go, "Wait, that's right. not and, what and I really not what I meant." Right. And if so, Cheryl's there to kind of like say, "Well." I've been with him for 36 years. I know what he's really saying. And he's not really saying that he's saying this. So she brings it out. But I am, I am really passionate about our, our constitution. Mm -hmm. And I do feel that it's being threatened. Mm -hmm. And so peacefully, how do we fix this? Yeah. Well, the rally is one way that we think right. is important to help. Because they've got to see it. And, you know, and they do see it. The legislature is up there make new they friends. they do hear and see what's going on mm -hmm. they may not like what they hear or they may not be for it but they but they do hear it mm -hmm. and that's what we we want them to hear us absolutely all right we really have to go yes we have to go so if you want to hear other episodes of gun freedom radio go to gunfreedomradio.com click the on demand tab and binge listen to your heart's content that's right. if you want to see pictures and photos and bios of our guests click the guest tab and you it is such a rich resource of subject matter experts. It is time well spent and we don't hate it when you spend time there. That's right. All right. And until next time. Pray for our leaders. Yeah. Who else? All of them. What else? The nation. Pray for the nation itself and our leaders. All of them. All of them, Dan. Even that one. Even the ones you don't like. You still call them leaders. They're maybe, not leaders. Maybe especially. They're not leaders. Okay. We'll have that talk another time. Right. Especially the ones you don't like. Have a great week. 
be good to each other. And God, God bless. Bye-bye.